since you joined me today, I know you need my mini course, Four Steps to Get Out of Your Own Damn Way, the essential guide for women on a big-ass mission. It provides the no-nonsense basics that allow you to remove the obstacles keeping you from reaching your entrepreneurial greatness. I'm giving this to you now, no strings attached. Just go to creeland.com and click the button to get your copy. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome another kind of whisperer to the show, the financial whisperer, and that's Peggy Burdick. And before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit more about her. Peggy helps women untangle their emotions from their money. Hallelujah. Uh, In 2006, Peggy experienced her own personal financial crisis that led her down a dark path of exploring how a person's mindset about money can unknowingly be the catalyst for failure and also be the catalyst for success. Out of her journey, the Financial Whisperer Coaching Series was born. To work with Peggy is to take a deep dive into one's complicated backstory. Her mission is to help women understand their emotional pain around money and guide them to new levels of confidence in their financial affairs. So welcome, Peggy, to the show. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. It's, it's rare that I find someone that has the word whisperer. So I said, oh, this must be this be set up by the universe between you and I. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's usually how it works around me, and, and I'm, it, I'm guessing you as well. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, and I, I always like to tell my audience a little a little backstory. So we, um, I had, was looking through my notes, and it looks like we connected through um, a networking group on Facebook, and so that's pretty cool to know. Um, and also, I forgot to ask you pre-show, but I'll go ahead and ask you here. So, where are you calling in from today, Peggy? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So you're just a few hour drive from where I am in Phoenix. So yeah, exactly. Cool. So when when you tell you telling me that you are having a monsoon, I'm like, wait a second. We have felt nothing here. You can't be that far away. But then again, I guess you are. So weather. Yes. So. Yes, we we are in Phoenix. We're surrounded by mountains, so we have this like effect um, over wow. the mountains. So yeah, it's, it's pretty. It can be pretty intense sometimes, but it can also be beautiful. So mm-hmm. well. That aside, I mean, I always love to know where people are calling from because we have callers uh, or guests from all over the world, and we also have listeners from all over the world. So I love to give people uh-huh. a little like, hey, where are you calling from in the universe? So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about your story. I know we, we read a little bit of your your, your back, back story, but I'd like to dive in a uh-huh. little deeper into your backstory and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Well, when I, when my life was falling apart and I was able to get hold of key, it turned out to be key books that really helped me get information, which is obviously a tool because if you have the information, the next step is to implement it, which is the thing that most people struggle with. But I was so traumatized by what was going on in my life that I really didn't give myself much room to 
sabotage myself in the sense that when I caught myself by being present and catching myself doing something that was self-destructive, I was able to talk to myself about it, keep myself accountable to myself, and be much more mindful. That's what people are missing. They don't Mm -hmm. want, the the truth is, and it's a sad comment, they don't really want to know too much. They want something easy. Well, newsflash, healing is not easy. It is, in fact, quite the opposite. It's painful. But as joy always always has to have pain to be real, you have to have both sides of the equation or else it's fake. And those people end up taking antidepressants. They end up doing really incredibly self-destructive things because they're not willing to go the extra measure. And, it's, and not many people can do it. But I was I forced myself to do it because the thought of living in a over someone's garage and having one window it just it was just unacceptable to me. So I was able to create a certain dialogue with myself, be able to keep myself accountable, and then realize that in fact it had an effect. I really could change things. I remember many years ago I was taking a workshop during this period with this um, well-known. Um, gal here in L.A. called Shelley Campbell, and in the workshop when she said, you can control what you think about, I was flabbergasted. I came home, I said to my uh-huh. husband, obviously before we got divorced, I said, you know, you can control what you think about. And he's like, yeah, so. But, but, that's, but that's amazing. Because I, mean, uh-huh. I have a choice. Choice is about power. Those were one of the, some of the epiphanies that I started to have because I was ready. I was ready to take the plunge to make these big changes, which, of course, requires a lot of commitment and a lot of phoenixes uh, and a lot of stuff that gets turned up, like shame and, and feeling inadequate and, and feeling like a fraud. All that stuff gets turned up. But the best, the best news about that is you get to look at it and you get to discard it and you get to heal it so you can move on to the joy. So that's basically what the journey's been around for, been about for me, and for everybody has the same experience. Got to go through the fire to experience the joy. You know, I love how you're phrasing this, and I know we were talking about how, like, the universe brought us together with our whisperer names and stuff. But I cannot tell you how many times in the last maybe even just two days that I have had conversations that led to these same kind of themes and also been doing writing that led to these same things of um, balance. So there's, you know, the law of physics, which is for every action, uh-huh. there's an equal and opposite reaction. And and I, I agree. I You know, people are looking for the quote-unquote easy way out, and there's a lot of people out there selling something saying, oh, it's so easy. And right. the thing is that if it's really, really painful, Right? There's going to be also really, uh-huh. really a lot of joy at the other end. So whatever you're experiencing, there is that oppositeness. And we have to have that balance um, because that's just how things work. So I, I love talking about that because I, I get I get really frustrated. I'm going to be honest. I get really frustrated when people talk about just the ease of things and how it's no big deal and you can do it. It's no, you know, I did it. You can. It's easy. You know, all of this stuff. And actually, the funny thing is a lot of that is around money, especially when you're talking about um, coaches and people working online. There's a lot of marketers who say, oh, it's so easy and make all this money and da-da-da-da-da-da. 
Um, so uh-huh. I just had to throw that in because it's just been coming up so much in my life and business lately. Well, here's, here's what I truly believe is that if it's put in front of you, it's, it's your canvas. You cannot, it, you need a white brand new canvas every single day because your needs, when you wake up in the morning, your needs start all over again. So if the universe is putting something really painful in front of you, it's like all the arrows are pointing to that, that is your lesson for the day. Okay. So by being, by being uh, fearless, which really basically means that fear is not a stop sign, you can feel the fear, but you take it with you like a, like a football under your arm. You're going to charge forward and work on that lesson because the, if you, you can't, Living in the universe is not like a library book. You can take it out at whim and, oh, this is so great. And then when, <laughs> when trouble starts, abandon it. If you are committed mm-hmm. to being on a path of believing that what is intended will come to you and you will be okay and more than okay and you will flourish, you have to stay on that path. And I use a lot of metaphors when I talk and one of my favorite ones is stay in the boat. When your boat is rocking, that is a time for a huge lesson for you to learn. Because that, because if you have a lesson to learn, that means you don't have control. You may have control in another area of your life, but you don't have control in this area. And the key to being happy, it was my latest uh, article that I'm working on, the key to being happy in part is having inner control. You can't get there right easily. You have to work towards it. It's like climbing a ladder. Every step brings you a new level of awareness. So if you want to get control over your money or get control over your weight or get control over the fact that you, you, you shame about your body or go over, get over the, or deal with the issue that you keep picking the same husband all the time or your kids are moody and they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to be around you, all that stuff is about yourself. And you can only heal it and fix it by dealing with it directly. Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, who has control? It better be you. And if you don't have it, the question is, how do you get it? Right. Yes, that is a really good question. How, how do and you shared a little bit about kind of what you've been through, and and I love I wrote this down because I take notes during all my my interviews here. Um, you said something about not giving room for sabotage, and I just loved that because. When we don't have the space for it, then it doesn't have time to creep in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sabotage is, there was something this morning on uh, Harrow looking for people to comment on it, of, of why, no, them on NPR, in fact, asking why people make, make bad choices. So you have to, what I do with my clients is I dig down deep to that sabotage and what the sabotage really is about. And inevitably, it's always about a lack of trust. Okay, so we can identify what something is, but then we have to go do the work to fix it. Because when you look around, the people who have so little in their lives, very few connections, uh, maybe they've got a lot of money, maybe they don't have much money, whatever, but everything always at some point will bleed backwards, back to your childhood, when you lost the ability to trust. Uh-huh. And that's really, it's very heady stuff and it's very intense for most people. They don't want to look at their childhood. But that's where the damage happened. You can't fix it until you look at it. It takes That's what takes courage. Uh-huh. Not many people want to go that path. 
And the sabotage is what's going to make those wacky decisions that you then have to pay for, sometimes literally. I love to eat, but I know what happens when I used to binge and I get on the scale and then beat myself up. It's like, it's like are you crazy? You knew this. Like, yeah, but. And those voices come in yeah. your head. But as yeah. opposed to feeling at ease with yourself and being aware that that, that, that box of Oreo cookies doesn't look good on you. It just doesn't. So deal with the real reason why you're eating as opposed to opposed to the system or the collateral damage of it, which is gaining weight. Deal with the real issue. You're miserable. You're miserable. Okay. What are we going to do about it? Cookies ain't going to fix it. New dress ain't going to fix it. So sabotage right. is everyone's yeah. poison. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's so much, you know, you're talking about that. It's all the distractions that we think are the thing. Right, so we think something's going to make us happy, and yet it's it's really right. maybe a distraction, and and that leads to right. sabotage, which gets us further away from what we want. <laughs> exactly, it can be a real exactly. cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is. It's it's an addiction. I was talking to someone last night, and a lot of people don't want to attach such such uh, inflammatory words. But the bottom line is, when you repeat compulsive behavior and it's negative. Guess what? That's addiction. Um, to me personally, I've been addicted to worrying. I start to worry as soon as I become awake in the morning at 5 o'clock. That's when, that's when the wheels start turning in my head. Mm-hmm. So how do I stop that? Right? If I want to continue doing it, okay, I made a choice. Hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not fixing it. But if I don't like the way it makes me feel when I get out of bed, only I can fix that. And by lessening our addictions, then we start gaining control. Because addiction will control everything or anything if you allow it to. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's there's addiction in every area. <laughs> it's addiction yeah. to yeah. the negative thought yeah. patterns and, and, and the feelings, exactly. the worry. You know, and I deal a lot in the, the space of fear, being the fear whisperer, and and I see it. I see people get – because they get attached to what they know. You know, there's this huge fear of the unknown, uh, but people don't understand that really – and when it boils down to it, everything is unknown. And and I agree with you. It really comes down to that trust and where have we lost it, where can we gain it back. Um, and that's a question, a core question that I help my clients and students uh, learn as well. Um, tools, mm-hmm. like how do, how do I get that trust back? And that's it's not really – well, trust in others for sure, but trusting ourselves is really where it's at because once we can trust ourselves, mm-hmm. then it's really easy to transfer that onto other people. No, it, it's absolutely true. And there are different kinds of trust, but if it, when it all leads back to you being the, really the, the protagonist in all of this, you're the only one that can fix it. And the fixing is the journey. The fixing is being self-aware to catch yourself as you're about to do something uh, horrible for yourself again, because you end up being you end up paying the price and catching yourself in that arc. And then you can reel it back in, really process it, acknowledge what it is, respect your feelings, and the choices you make after that are very different than they were the last time you dealt with this problem. You know, saying so as you evolve, it's kind of like going up a spiral staircase. If you look down, the problem is still there, but every level you go to as it goes around and around, your perspective changes. That's what people miss when they yeah. fall in 
into, into the darkness. They don't have perspective. That's why coaches or psychiatrists, all these are your best friends. That's why they're an important voice because they mm-hmm. can give you perspective. So you pull back from the feeling because the feelings control everything so that you can gain perspective. And what is perspective? Gaining perspective about, about getting control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I so agree with everything you're saying. And, and when you first said that you can control your thoughts, that that's, that's something I cool? way before <laughs> I went to grad school and got my degree uh-huh. in counseling and then became a coach like that. That, uh-huh. like like you, the first time I heard it, I was like, what? It, you know, it's so empowering. And then like that, oh, crap. <laughs> Wait a minute. I oh, no, I have like, so much to work on now. Yes, I know. But you have to take responsibility. But once you can get that balance, because it gets really shaky when people have that epiphany, I think I've seen it happen so many times in the people I work with. And, you know, it, it's really empowering. And then it gets like, oh, that oh, crap moment, I call it. and then. Then we can work on balancing things out so it's not like if you're on a seesaw, you're not way up or way down. Like we can kind of balance it out a little bit. But um, but it is a very powerful realization to come to that we do have that control and that we have the ability um, through different means to – be happy, to choose happiness, to choose exactly um, to choose whatever. You know, I was going to say not worrying, but I like to phrase things in the positive, and I couldn't think of it fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that because I, I consistently always say things in a negative way. And I had a I had a marketing gal that worked for me last year, and she was always turning what I was saying around to be positive. And I'm like, uh, Carol, why are you doing that? She, well, you know, when she had this really impressive marketing background, I figured, oh, you know, I'm paying her. I guess she knows more than I do. Um, but it's funny. I guess they've done surveys to see what people respond to. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the kid in the emperor's new clothes. I'm the kid that's pointing out the, the king is, in fact, the emperor is, in fact, naked. People don't want that. That's probably why I don't have any friends. I walk in the room and everyone clears it. Uh, but if I go to a cocktail party, I, I, people say, oh, so what do you do? And I tell them, they go, oh, <clears throat> I think I left the engine on in my car. And the guys take off. <laughs> and they wander into the kitchen. And there's uh, all these women are standing around uh, the kitchen table. And I and they, hey, what do you do? And I tell them, they go, okay, yeah, I'm going to get some more wine. And they leave the kitchen never come back. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm like a harbinger of doom, I suppose. But it's just... <laughs> I see both. I mean, I truly, I truly do see both sides, and I truly do uh, many times have a silver lining of believing things are intended, so then you have to let go of it and just let it be. But, um, yeah, well, that's how the secret became so successful, is it was a mind game. If you think this way, you will receive this kind of result. Uh It doesn't work that way. It's a nice concept. It, uh, it, it, you can only do that if you've healed enough because those feelings inside of you of feeling unworthy and feeling shame and being so being your own worst enemy, those things will prevail over anything intellectual you do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you need to do is clean your house, get your feelings and get yourself integrated so you start to like yourself. And then you can go on to graduate school and allow the thoughts you have then to take shape 
Because unless you feel good about yourself, those things are, will always be a mystery. But it's just verbiage. I truly believe that if you think about certain things, you can bring them closer to you and you can make them happen. But you have to be intact. Otherwise, you end up having the cis mentality, as I call it. All these wonderful things happen to you. And they go right through the holes in a colander or sieve or strainer, whatever you want to call it. There's nothing left. Uh-huh. You, you wonder why people that are so famous, you see it with a lot of people in Hollywood, and they win all these accolades and they're miserable. They, uh-huh. they don't feel deserving of winning that Academy Award. They have it for a fleeting moment, maybe a week or two, but it dissipates. Unless you feel deserving and intact, you can't hold on to this stuff. Uh-huh. And I bet that that also translates over to money as well. It translates to everything. There's a, on my website, there is a wagon wheel. The hub of the wagon wheel is your self-esteem. The spokes that come out of the wagon wheel are all the different pieces of your life because everything in your life is interrelated. It doesn't matter if it's money, intimacy, weight. doesn't matter how you treat your dog, how your closets look. Are they organized? Is your car a mess? All that stuff is going to reflect how you feel about yourself inside. Got yourself a scene. Well, I just moved, so do I get a free pass here? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. There's a time frame here. Organized. <laughs> okay, so hold on a second. There's a time frame here. How, how did you move like last week, last month? <laughs> no. Oh, you know this. <laughs> Here's the goal. Here's the goal. Yeah, yeah. You feel better. The, the goal is you have to put yourself on a commitment, and let's say you do a box. Unpack a box a day or do a box every other day. You see, what matters is sustainable goals. If you make the goal small, like I'm going to say $50 a week, that you can obtain and that becomes a habit and guess what? You start to feel better and you start to have more self-respect. That's the purpose. Mm -hmm. That's the value of keeping self-commitment. You build your self-respect. So if you put too big a goal, oh, I'm going to save $1,000 a week, and you don't do it, or you put $1,000 in occasionally, it's not the same thing. It's the daily, weekly doing of X. It's like drinking more water. There's no downside to drinking more water. It's only good for you. But when you have people that can't keep that commitment, not only do they feel badly, but then they're not drinking the water. Right, so yes, it's, a, it's a double, right? double jeopardy right there, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And my website, I have, a, and I, have a, I think it's on the front page when you go down, you see tools. One of the tools I give people is I show them in order to have love in your life, you have to have, you have to be able to keep your self-commitment, which creates self-respect, which creates trust, and creates love. It's four steps. You cannot leapfrog it. So going back to our earlier comment about love and loving yourself and feeling good about yourself, the only way you're going to get there is by building your self-respect chops. If you can't do that, it's all sand moving through your hands. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's that, that subconscious stuff really uh, does a number. So as um, I started my early healing career um, not wanting to focus too much on people's past, and really focusing on what we could change, and that intervention and change in the present. So that mm-hmm. really helped a, a certain type of client 
but it didn't help another type of client. And so as I right. have, you know, now been at this for, gosh, a while, <laughs> mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. two decades, um, it's it's so interesting how I've come both circles. So it's, mm-hmm. And you have to kind of look at that, too, because a lot of, you know, we're all on a healing journey. That's what I say. We're all right. on a healing journey. And, and we're at different points in that process. So some of us have done a bit of work. Some of us are more at the beginning. Some of us are a little further down the line. But we're all on a journey, and and we have to kind of stop and see where we're at and what we need now in the moment. That's why I love your earlier comment about that awareness piece, is we have to be mm-hmm. really aware of, is is this a repeating pattern? Is this showing up? repeatedly in this area of my life or is it like spilling over into all the areas like you said like if this 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 and this all in your life are kind of crazy and then that's a reflection of, of how you feel about yourself so it's mm-hmm. it's like we have to really examine that and and kind of take a look and see what's what's going on and where do we go from here mm-hmm. yeah i always tell people it's really about looking at our recurring themes Everybody has them. So when I listen to people's scenarios, then it's easy for me to stop them and say, okay, so you see this over here and you see this over there, and now this thing over here, these three things have the same theme, what are they? Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. client will go, um, 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 so it's like a kind of a guessing game. But you know, it's important <laughs> that someone take ownership and they figure it out on their own. On the other side, it's like I give people the answer because they have to still do the work. So either way, it's a it's a win for the for the client. But the bottom line is, when we can define the recurring themes in our lives, a it gives us control, and b it gives us the information to then shift. Mm-hmm. If we don't ha- if we don't learn how to shift, it's information that's just sitting there. It's not three dimensional. It's just a written sentence. It doesn't help us. We have to have the tools to go work on mm-hmm. it. Yes. Absolutely. And and uh, one of the things that I, I talked about with several of my guests is and you brought it up earlier is the, the movie The Secret and how mm-hmm. the, the the art of receiving and after or what is that? A law of abundance. The affirmation. Law of attraction. Yeah. Law of attraction. There we go. Okay, uh-huh. I knew I'd get uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Um and and we often talk about like the missing ingredients in that because it's a really great theory and it's a really great starting point, but there's a lot that's missing. Like you said, there's some of that inner work that needs to be done. And then there's also action. Like once you know, once you're aware, you can't just sit there and wait for everything around you to change. Is you actually have to take steps and do the work. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's part of someone's sabotage. When they have the information and they can't move forward, that is a choice. When I, when I, uh, often when I speak, people say, oh, you know, what do you want to talk about? It's like, well, the most blatant thing really is that you have more control than you realize. And people don't like to hear that because that means the arrow points to them that they are accountable. They don't want that. They'd rather have a drink or take a pill or, you know, do something else. It's only those few brave that are willing to say, bring it on. It's a mess. But guess what? I'm not happy. I'm not happy today. I wasn't happy tomorrow. I mean, I wasn't happy yesterday. I got a chance of being happy tomorrow. Give me the information. Show me how to use the tools and keep me accountable. That's how Weight Watchers became so successful. There was accountability every single week when you went in. 
So my business is kind of like Weight Watchers meets financial uh, information. And but uh-huh. but in fact, I didn't. I really very rarely talk about money, but it's really about behavior and control and being able yeah. to be conscious of what's exactly going on inside of you. Mhm. Yeah, that's great. I I think that 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 accountability piece is so key. And you talked earlier about how you were able to hold yourself accountable. And I think. I know, I know, actually, I know we're all capable of doing that, but there are those blocks that get in the way. So those of mm-hmm. you out there listening, don't think you have to do it on your own because that's what friends and neighbors and, you know, your spiritual community, um, but that's also what professionals are for if you don't have that kind of support in your life. And people um, like Peggy or myself or coaches, therapists, like other people um, are out there to help um, hold you accountable. And I think that's, one of the mysteries some people still have about what it is that coaches do or what it is that healers do, and I think based on all of my experience, that's the biggest thing that, that I feel like I do is I help to plant seeds and I also help to hold people accountable. Like those those are my jobs um, because I do believe that we all have an inner knowing and that sometimes mm-hmm. we just need to be guided back to it <laughs> and reminded of that. Um, but also, you know, hold, holding feet to the fire is important through any kind of major transition where we're getting in our own way. No, it's true. I, I, everything you've said is absolutely accurate. Um, being able to be a truth teller with yourself. Okay. Being, and and be, see, the key, I think, and you're absolutely correct, the answers are inside of us, is to be able to look at the at how we feel, the ugliness of how we feel inside and the unworthiness and the scarring and all that bad stuff that was imprinted on us, we don't have to take with us anymore. We can leave that baggage on the side of the road. We can shift. We can feel beautiful inside. We can love ourselves. We can have others love us. But if we don't do our work first, then the choices at the buffet for us are kind of minimal. And, and going back to attraction, like people don't want to be around people, uh-huh. right? That, that unless they feel they can connect, unless they can feel their vulnerability, people are honest. Most of the people out there, they, they don't want that closeness. They don't want people to see that other dark side of themselves. They've already gotten punished for it once for being authentic. Uh-huh. They can only public punish uh-huh. again. So it's complicated yeah. with people, and yet it's very simple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the language right is simple. There. The doing of yeah. the language is simple. The doing of is very, very complicated. That's why you have to take it like one grain, of one blade of grass at a time. You know, when you see yeah. when you see baboons nurse their children, what is the mother doing? She is picking out the life from the hair of her infant. And I don't know. Some people have never been around kids who had lice. But uh, I was a much you know, long time ago. But in order to get the lice off the hair, you have to take your fingernails and really grab it. It's like a tick. You have to grab it and pull it up through that strain of hair. That's the work of learning to love yourself, accept yourself, see yourself for who you are and who you're not. And that's where the joy is, to be able to feel, you know what, I'm okay. I am flawed. So what? Right? So what? No yeah. one cares. Everyone's busy doing their own thing. Everyone's looking at their own belly butt. No one can that's right. your belly butt. <laughs> that's one of the great views of getting older 
is you realize how goofy all this stuff is. We worry about all the stuff growing up, and the reality is we're kind of invisible to a lot of people. They're busy doing their own thing. That's right. Yeah. That is so correct. Well, Peggy, I, I have enjoyed this so much, and we, we've, gone, we've gone over a little bit, but okay. oh my gosh, it always, I just love um, connecting with like-minded people and, and just chatting it up. And um, But before we do wrap up, I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you if they would like to learn more about all this juicy, hard, totally worth it work that you're doing. Well, the best way to get hold of me is through my website, my um, the email that you can use for me. It's going to be Peggy, P-E-G-I, at thefinancialwhisperer.com. Drop me a note. Use the show in the subject line. I always give people 30 minutes free of my time if they want to discuss something. Um, my book is on sale through Amazon, through my website. Um, and pretty much I'm here for people. You know, healing is like a team sport. So if someone is in the darkness, they need perspective, they need some information, you know, I'm your go-to gal, call me, I'll give you some great information. And then people kind of decide what they want to do. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Peggy, so okay. much for being a guest on the show. Thank you very much. Yes, and thank you all for listening. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes with powerful people sharing how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.